You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you tuned in today, and you are going to be glad that you tuned in today. Quick reminder, if you find the content of today's podcast episode encouraging or helpful, I hope you'll share this podcast episode. This is definitely one you're going to want to share, because this hits close to home, and it's a topic that we don't talk about very much. Today, I've got Sean Hampton with me as we just have a check-in on recovery ministry. Sean is our recovery pastor. He leads our Celebrate Recovery ministry and other aspects of our recovery efforts at Carterville. Hey, Sean, thanks for being on the podcast today. Great to be here. So, Sean, you and I were just having a chat earlier today and, you know, checking in on CR and how's, how's recovery ministry, what's happening, where's the Spirit leading you guys? And you told me that one of the things that God's leading you to talk about is you're, you're going to begin talking about how to heal from the hurts, habits, and hang-ups that are connected to abuse. All right. And so today we're talking about abuse. Yes. Um, Sean, why don't we need to talk about abuse in the church? This is something that's been on my heart um, ever since we started the recovery ministry when it was called Life Recovered. Whew, uh, I guess that's... Been a couple years now. Been a couple years ago. I yeah. know. Isn't that cool, uh, though? Like, I'm excited to be able to look back and have some history. I know. Me too. It's amazing. But And that was been my heart, um, really, to have, a, especially an open share group for women that have suffered abuse. And I think when we talk about abuse, I think... It's broader than what we what we what most people imagine it is, and we think of the physical and sexual abuse that's right. that's really prevalent. Um, the truth is, is almost half of women and men in the U.S. experience psychological aggression by you know by one of their partners. One in three women and one in four men have experienced rape, physical violence, or stalking. Whoa, tell by me somebody. One in three mm-hmm. stalking or rape or physical violence. Right, that's strong. It's more prevalent than we want to realize, and it's also more prevalent in the church than what we want to acknowledge. You know, I wonder sometimes why we don't acknowledge it or why we don't know. And I don't know what you think. My gut, without any real education, is it's just one of those things that people feel shame around. Definitely. And so they, and they cover it up, and they wonder if anybody knew that I had suffered this way, right. uh, would, they look at me, would they look at me differently? Yes. And man, my cry for the church would be, let's don't, like, let's heal. Let's bring all of our stuff to Jesus and be a transparent and honest in healthy, in healthy ways, community where we can find the healing of Jesus. So I'm thrilled that you guys are preparing to launch, hopefully, a, um, an open share group mm-hmm. for women who have suffered mental, emotional, or physical or sexual abuse right. in their past. And that's one of the things I call those that have su- suffered abuse within their past, the suffering silent. Because oftentimes the church hasn't been a safe place for people to openly engage in those deep, deep hurts within their life. And to me, that's very sad. I, that's To me, that's the one place in which God's grace wants to flood in and, and, and really bring healing the most. Um, I think that one of the things the church hasn't been equipped to understand what it looks like to engage in those deep, deep hurts once you start bringing those up, you really have to have a safe place, and you have to have people that are comfortable and understanding, and oftentimes been through that themselves, that they can provide the hope that's needed there. And to go back again, kind of with what we're talking about, you know, we talked about the the physical and the sexual abuse, but there's also emotional and verbal abuse, the controlling, the name calling, 
um, the manipulation, the, con- the control, gaslighting that tr- truly creates so many, so many hurts within lives. Hey, gaslighting is a term that you use often enough that I had to look it up to know what you meant. Right. But probably some of our podcast listeners are saying, uh, now what do you do with gas and light? <laughs> I don't understand. But ga- gaslighting, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's when if you and I are in a relationship and you start to tell me what the problem is, gaslighting is when I pretend that you you're just seeing that crazy, like right. gaslighting in a like gaslighting in an old horror movie where you're right. just like, no, you didn't really see that. And we also call it crazy making, where I pretend you're crazy. Right? You're what are I you didn't talking say, about? I didn't, I didn't say, say that. That, that no, didn't happen. I mean, what, yeah, and it's denying somebody the reality, yeah, the I'm reality saying. of the situation, and it's abusive. And when we also talk about abuse, there's uh, there's systemic abandonment, and neglect which is abusive. So there abuse is so much broader than what we want to realize of, you know, the the extreme forms, but we need healing from all aspects of that. Okay, so I'm totally willing to recognize that we'd be blown away mm-hmm. if our whole church felt the freedom to just, you know, to say that's me. Man, I I've been hurt that way, right? right? In my, you know, emotionally, physically, sexually, you know, mentally, verbally, I have been abused. I've been neglected. I've been, and I'm carrying scars. And I want to know if Jesus can heal them. Okay, Amen. we'd be blown away if we knew how many people in our church were carrying that story. And mm-hmm. so I'm just I'm right here in the middle of the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and invite you to celebrate recovery this Sunday night at 4:30 in yes. the fellowship hall because you're going to find some first steps towards being able to bring that um, before Jesus and find some healing through the recovery process. All right. We'll be talking about this this specific topic this Sunday night. Um, I'm hoping to launch the open the women's open share group within a month and a half, two months. Okay, it's so going to take a little while to get get the facilitators so if I go, engaged. If I go tonight, right. I don't have an if I go this Sunday night, I'm right. not going to have an open share group just for me. But the message is going to be just for me. The teaching right. for that night is just going to be just for me. And there are going to be open share groups for women. Yes. That I could plug into and begin learning the recovery process. Well, and, and we have actually what's called, we have two women's groups. We have okay. a women's substance group, and we have what's called a life issues, hurts, habits, hang-ups, which includes depression, anxiety, codependency. It includes abuse. Now, I think the the, the, the So there's the a place for me there. already. Right. There is a place for you already. I think the need is there for this to be its own group. I right. truly do. And I think getting Why the too? word out is going to really provide other people the opportunity to engage in this with okay. the healing process. So as you're listening to this podcast today, like no doubt, this is not a public thing. You know, this is not something that everybody puts on their Facebook wall. Hey, I'm, right. I'm recovering from, from pain, it suffered through, you know, life of abuse. But but this is something sometimes we share privately. Right. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you've got, you know, two prayer partners or three Christian friends that you know are walking through this, why don't you share this episode with them and offer to come with them? Like, you're welcome. Come yes. to CR, come sit in and like engage the large group. Man, we would love, we would love to see some help here. Is that fair? Yes. All right. Let's talk about the problem. Let's talk about the solution. Okay. So help me understand the problem as as CR breaks down. The, and you got a great booklet on this. We're right. just going to hit a couple highlights, the problem for, of abuse. Because abuse carries into our present, our present relationships and our present reality. It, it, it actually twists. The, the devil still kills and destroys the present reality, what it looks like to intimately bond with God yourself and others. So you, you may have been abused in a relationship two years ago. You may have been raped in college. You may you may have been sexually assaulted as a child. Right. But it this is something that 30 years later, you're still hurting. Right. And in ways that look, what that looks like is you might be, there might be some hesitant, hesitancy to, to even identify yourself as an abuse victim. 
Um, you might feel isolated, depressed, worthless, helpless to change, or struggling with feelings about God in relationship to life and experiences of abuse. Um, there might be a pure preoccupation with thoughts of what it means to have a normal relationship with others, friends, family. You might question yourself, you know, your reality, your self-reality, who am I? Question whether life has a purpose. You know, if you feel at home in, in, in crisis situations, oftentimes we carry that crisis into our present because that's what we're, the normal that's we right. used to. It, because we, we were hurt in that moment. It just seems normal, like that everybody, that life should be a crisis. You really, yep. And then, you know, even struggle with perfectionism or all or nothing thinking is, is, is also some aspect of that because you're just trying to fix it. You're trying to make yeah. sure it be perfect and where it doesn't happen again. Yeah. I can understand how you would like, you're really either trying to protect yourself so much or your perception of normal is so broken right now, or even your own feelings about yourself. Right. You know, I mean, you may, you may bear unnecessary shame for something you didn't do to yourself, right. but you still just feel wounded that way. Man. Right. I mean, so let's talk about the solution from the perspective of CR and we'll wrap this podcast up in just a few minutes with a strong invitation right. to join us Sunday night. So recovery is nothing more than a process of healing. It's a process of discipleship where you grow in your understanding of what it looks like to have an intimate, connected relationship with God first that truly flows into you into the dark, hurt, pain of sin in your life, yours and others, and then that healing flows out into others. So when we talk about a solution, we're talking about recovery as a discipleship process from our hurts, habits, hang-ups. So to be clear, like I'm not gonna if, if I'm hurting from abuse, I'm not gonna show up to celebrate recovery at 4:30 this Sunday night and walk away, you know, an hour and a half later, totally fixed. Right. I mean, no, I'm it's good. A, it's a man, process. This, this hurts gone. It's a, right. But what I am gonna do is know that I just took the first step in the right direction. Right. You didn't. The, the pain has lasted for so long that it doesn't go away overnight. This is a process. But you're in a group of, of believers that understand grace and hope and have been through similar struggles with you. Some of, the, some of the things that the recovery process, this process of discipleship brings is we recognize that we are powerless to heal the damaged emotions resulting from our abuse. We look to God for the power to make us whole. We admit that God's plan for our lives includes victory over the experience of abuse. We understand that people who abuse us are responsible for the abusive act committed against us. We will not accept the guilt and shame resulting from those abusive acts. We look to God, His body, and His Word um, to find our identity as as worth worthwhile and loved human beings. Ooh, I love that one. I do too. <laughs> we look to God, the body of Christ, and His Word to find our identity as worthwhile. Love it. Uh, we're honestly sharing our feelings with God and at least one other person to help us identify the areas that need cleansing and, and healing. This next one like seems harsh yeah. in a way, but like I'm sitting here looking at it thinking, wow, that's big. This is important. Yes. Go ahead and read it. We accept the responsibility of our responses to abuse. That's very different than saying I accept responsibility for, for the, the abuse because it happened to, to me. Right. Somebody else's actions hurt me. You, and that's what we, what you learn through this process. You, and, and there's, and I can... There's so much, so much I, under, I identify as a victim of abuse in some ways. Um, you get the choice to understand that you you might have been a victim at that point, but you don't have to continue being the victim. Right. And understand what that looks and take, like. And take forward. responsibility. Yeah. I love that. Um, Sean, let's, let's knock out. There's three more three more bullet points that we can give somebody today yep. just to get you thinking, just to give you a sample of yes. where we'd be going. Yep. Uh, we're willing to accept God's help and the decision and the process of forgiving ourselves and those who have perpetrated against us. We're willing 
to mature in our relationships with God and others. And lastly, we are willing to be used by God as an instrument of healing and restoration in lives of others. And in other words, we're, we're willing to share the hope that we've found and the comfort we've found in Christ that he's given us. Awesome. Hey, man, listen, I appreciate, I know there's tons more to say. Oh, yes. And like the weight that I feel around this topic, like how much I'd love for the church to experience the freedom of recovery if you've been hurt by abuse Man, it's tremendous. And I know one podcast won't do it justice. I know one trip to CR is not going to do it justice. But it's almost like, like I'm not above just begging. Like, I just want to beg you. Like, if you're listening to this episode of the podcast and you are a victim of abuse uh, or somebody that you walk in Christ with has been a victim of abuse, listen, I just want to invite you to CR. I promise you're walking into a safe room. And for me, one of the things I want to just say real quick is that CR-wide, only 40% of the people come come for substances, right? whether drugs or chemicals. The That's rest right. are there for depression, for grief, for food issues, for technology, pornography, abuse, and the list can go anger. on and anger. Perfectionism. On. Right. So, so really and truly, like, we're, we're celebrating recovery from the sins, from the hurts, the habits, the hang-ups that have beat us up. Amen. We're trying to find the abundant life. So I'm telling you, if you'll come to celebrate recovery this Sunday night, you're going to find a, a, a grace-filled group, a safe room, a, a room of people who aren't going to judge you or look at you sideways. No, you're going to find a group of people who love Jesus and are trying to figure out how to walk with Jesus and be relieved of the hurts, habits, and hang-ups that have bound them for years. And I want you to find that too. And I'm asking you to come. So uh, 4.30? Yep. Uh, Sunday night. And you guys, there's going to be a, a, a share group for you. And there's definitely going to be a fantastic message and worship time for you. See you there. Thanks, man. Thanks, Sean.